Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, WTIC-FM and WTIC.com. We are pleased to be joined this Sunday morning by Kevin Dillon, the Executive Director of the Connecticut Airport Authority. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, since we had you on last time, maybe a year and a half ago, the old terminal's gone. You've had transatlantic flights start out of Bradley. There's construction underway, and you have therapy dogs. So let's start with the construction, which is quite obvious as you take Route 20 to Bradley International Airport. Absolutely. A lot of changes uh, underway at the airport. Physical changes, service changes. So we're we're pleased to keep making improvements. But uh, the work that people see as they enter into the airport off of Route 20 is the realignment of our new entrance roadway. Uh, it's actually going to be a rotary entering into the airport. Uh, it really expands the capacity of the traffic flow coming into the airport. And then the roadway will continue on to improve circulation on the airport as well. Uh, but we also consider that an enabling project for our major project that we hope to start sometime next year, our new ground transportation center. You know, by realigning the airport entrance roadway, it actually frees up the space for that ground transportation center which is going to be located in that parking area that was out in front of the old Terminal B. What sort of ground transportation are we talking about here? Rental cars, yes, but other modes as well. Well, certainly the, the rental cars uh, today that are scattered in and around the airport will all be centrally located in this new ground transportation facility. It's actually the rental car payments that are paying for the facility. Uh, but it's also going to have a component of public parking. There'll be about 900 public parking spaces on the lower level. But we're also going to incorporate what we're calling a transit center. What we're very interested in doing at Bradley is enhancing the ground transportation options to the airport, principally connecting the airport to rail. Uh, we're very interested in the line that's coming up from New Haven into Hartford. Ultimately, it goes into Springfield. Well, the trains on that line will all stop at the Windsor Locks train station. And up front, we plan to run a high-frequency bus service back and forth between that train station and the ground transportation center. But we're actually working with the surrounding towns uh, to preserve a light rail corridor. I do think somewhere down the road, we'll be able to connect the airport to the train line via light rail. And that'll be very exciting uh, for our future. And, you know, not only is it a good ground transportation option, but very, very important to us as we work with the airlines to try to s deliver service uh, to the airport. That's particularly true of international service, uh, where Europeans in particular are very enamored with uh, airport-to-rail connectivity. Uh, but we're not ignoring other uh, high-occupancy vehicle services. Uh, for example, we want to enhance regional bus service. Uh, that's particularly true out of western Massachusetts and as far away as uh, Vermont. Because of the 91 CARTA, uh, you know, our market area stretches uh, pretty broadly. Um, but what we do envision at this transit center is the ability to sell train tickets, bus tickets, and we're hoping that one day uh, someone can get on the train down in New Haven, check their bag right there, and then not see their bag again until they get to the ultimate destination that they're going to out of Bradley. 
talk a little more about the importance of Western Massachusetts. I think a lot of people in Connecticut think of Bradley as a Connecticut airport, but when you look at some tickets, it says Hartford Springfield. We are definitely a regional facility. We are servicing a very uh, broad market area. In fact, we service a market area that extends roughly uh, to a 90-minute drive from Bradley Airport. So we're actually servicing folks as far away as Vermont. But Western Massachusetts in particular is extremely important to us. Uh, represents about 20% of the total traffic that we have at Bradley. So a uh, very important constituency. Now, the transatlantic flights, it was first Aer Lingus and then Norwegian Airlines. That's correct. How are they going? Doing very well. Uh, Aer Lingus uh, had a great summer. Uh, as you know, I mean, Ireland is a great uh, tourist destination. So we filled the planes with a combination of business travelers and, and tourists. But at the end of the day, those international services really rely on business travel. When you get into the lean travel months of January and February, it's the business travel that will sustain those uh, flights. And we feel very good about the prospects. As we look at the advanced bookings on the flight, it looks very positive uh, for both Aer Lingus and Norwegian. You know, Aer Lingus, though, uh, you know, we, we try to remind folks that it's a lot more than connectivity to Dublin. Aer Lingus is connectivity to all of Europe. Uh, in fact, when we negotiated the deal for Aer Lingus to operate at the airport, we required that they tie into more than 20 European cities. So meaning you can take this flight, arrive in Dublin, and essentially within 90 minutes be connecting to over 20 European cities. So we do urge the business community when they think about business travel in particular, it's more than Dublin. Uh, you can get anywhere in Europe via the service. And the other benefit of the Aer Lingus service is it's a pre-cleared service. Now, what that means is that you can actually clear U.S. customs over in Dublin on your return trip. So, you know, prior to the service being at Bradley, our, our travelers would, you know, most likely go down to JFK or up to Boston. In a lot of respects, uh, you know, let's say you're flying to Rome. Uh, on your return trip from Rome, you're going to connect through Heathrow, go to JFK. Well, then you got the up to maybe two-hour processing time at JFK. Here on this flight, same flight, come back from Rome, connect in Dublin. While you're waiting for the connection, you're clearing U.S. Customs. It's a huge time saver. And we certainly don't want to forget about our Norwegian service uh, as well. That's been a great addition uh, to the airport. Uh, that's uh, three times weekly to Edinburgh. Uh, again, we do have uh, some significant expansion plans uh, with Norwegian going forward. Uh, so we hope that the service is very successful so that they'll start to add additional cities as well. Uh, but they're both great services at the airport, and it's really put Bradley on the map. How does it work when passengers take a Norwegian flight back into Connecticut? Because those flights are not pre-cleared overseas, correct? Correct, correct. When you come back uh, to Bradley, you clear U.S. Customs right at Bradley Airport. We have our own Federal Inspection Services facility at the airport, uh, but it's night and day when you compare our services to the services you would receive in Boston or in New York. There's no congestion in our customs hall. Typically, everyone on that flight is cleared usually within 45 minutes of the arrival of the aircraft. So that's excellent processing time by uh, Customs and Border Protection. Clearly, route development is still a huge priority at Bradley. What efforts are you making to improve service in, in terms of adding more routes, both domestically and internationally? Yeah, really, at, at airports, route development is the name of the game. Uh, when you think it through, everything good at an airport flows from a healthy route structure. 
Uh, if you bring in more seats, you're uh, handling more passengers, that means more revenue, and that allows us to do all the things we want to do at the airport. Uh, certainly all the airport businesses are thriving, as well as the businesses around the airport with a healthy route structure. So we spend a lot of time on that. Um, right now on the international front, we want to be very protective of that Aer Lingus and Norwegian service. So we're not necessarily looking to add more international service right now. We want to make sure that these two services are successful. But certainly on the domestic front, uh, we're very active in terms of trying to get additional seats and additional routes. You know, when the Connecticut Airport Authority was first formed uh, about five or six years ago, uh, we had two major goals. We had uh, the goal to restore transatlantic service and to restore transcontinental service. And I'm pleased to say we met both goals. Uh, we now have direct service to LA. Uh, we have direct service seasonally into San Francisco, uh, but we're concentrating again on the West Coast. Uh, one city that I would like to see us add next is Seattle. I think for obvious reasons, the connectivity of the aerospace industry in this area to the aerospace industry in, in Seattle would be huge for that flight. Uh, but we're also looking at cities such as Phoenix, uh, Milwaukee, Austin, Texas, Nashville, and Jacksonville, kind of round out um, the, the, the cities that we're looking to add to the menu of services right now. And there's no magic you know, to it, why we pick those um, cities. We do a lot of research. Uh, we know where people in our market area want to fly to, and that's why we're targeting those cities. There's a fair volume of traffic that's going back and forth between those uh, this area and those locations. Now, is it simply an issue of the airlines committing those resources to Bradley, or are there things on the ground that can be improved to lure the airlines in? You know, things like runway length, which I don't think is an issue because I remember when the, the Concorde used to come here and be diverted from the New York airports. Sure. Sometimes uh, infrastructure uh, at airports can really restrict what you can do. And you just pointed out probably a major uh, restriction that some airports have is runway length. Other airports, it's gate capacity uh, constrictions. At Bradley, uh, we're blessed with a lot of capacity. So there is nothing standing in our way from an infrastructure standpoint to be uh, bringing in more airlines. What airlines look for, you know, when they start service at a location, first and foremost, you have to demonstrate that you have a market, right, that people will utilize that service. But then airlines start to look at the cost structure of the airport, right, because today it's all about, you know, them putting their aircraft assets in a location where they're going to get the highest return. So if it's uh, more cost effective to operate at Bradley than, uh, let's say, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, we're going to get the aircraft versus Norfolk. But, you know, I, I often tell folks uh, we compete regionally for passengers. You know, we're competing with New York, Boston, TF Green to a certain extent. But we compete nationally for aircraft assets. We're actually competing with every airport in the country to put forward the best package to the airlines. What sort of passenger traffic is Bradley seeing now and what do you project in the future? Right now, uh, last year we handled a little bit over $6 million. Um, this year we're on a growth rate, if you look at it year to date, it's a little bit over 6% on top of that uh, over $6 million that we handled last year. You know, a lot of folks ask me, well, you know, what do you think the maximum uh, growth at, at Bradley could be? I do believe this could be a 10 million passenger airport. I do believe the market area that we have has the demographics to support that. You know, a lot of people say, well, wait a minute, don't grow Bradley too big. You know, one of the best things about Bradley is the convenience. And that's why we're working so hard uh, to keep up on the infrastructure, roadway improvements, uh, potentially bringing a new gate uh, capacity online, because we know at Bradley Airport, 
Today we're selling convenience and we're always going to sell convenience. But I do believe um, a 10 million passenger airport is very possible for Bradley. Give us an idea of how competitive the airport business is. It's extremely uh, competitive. You know, I I started in this business back in 1975 uh, with the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey down at uh, JFK and LaGuardia. And back then, you know, the airlines looked at particular locations from a market share standpoint. It was all about market share. And I remember, you know, sending aircraft out of LaGuardia, maybe 150 passenger aircraft, and there'd be 20 people on it. And the airlines were willing to do that because they wanted to dominate particular markets. Today, though, following 9-11 with the high cost of jet fuel, uh, it's all about supply and demand. The, the airlines have finally gotten their arms around that. So as I you know, said earlier, uh, we're competing with just about every airport in the country. In the past, you know, back in the 1970s, running an airport was looked at as a governmental function. Uh, and airport operators said, hey, if people come to the airport, that's great. If they don't, that's okay, too. Today, these are entrepreneurial businesses. Uh, we're always looking to differentiate ourselves from our competitors to convince travelers that are in our market area to stay home and utilize Bradley Airport. You're listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Kevin Dillon. He is executive director of the Connecticut Airport Authority. Talking about some of the amenities that travelers expect to find at the airport now, it seems to me that when Bradley was built, it was built as kind of a utilitarian airport just to get people from point A to point B. But more is expected now, isn't it? Absolutely. And that is something that we do struggle with uh, to a certain extent. Um, you know, we're constantly balancing uh, the need for addition, con- uh, additional concession space uh, with additional seating. Uh, it's very limited what we have uh, in the terminal building, but we do make the most of it. Um, you know, we're constantly looking for those new opportunities. We're looking to change out uh, some of the concessions that have been in place for quite some time. And in fact, uh, last year, very pleased to add Philip Seafood. That was a great addition uh, to the airport. It's a very popular venue uh, at the airport. Uh, we also brought in Two Roads Brewery, bring a little bit of a local flavor uh, to the airport. And now we're looking at the other concourse, the concourse where uh, United and American Airlines is located to also enhance the concessions there. But what we're going to need to do is probably take out some of our holdroom space to free up that space to put new concessions in. So again, you do balance a lot of uh, customer needs. We'll probably lose some seating in order to bring in those concessions. Uh, But we think we can maintain that balance and continue to add things that people are looking for. But you know, it, it goes more than, you know, beyond just food and beverage concessions or retail concessions. We're also looking to enhance, you know, our empirical service level uh, at the airport. We're constantly working with the airlines to make sure they have adequate staffing, that wait times are non-existent. We work with our other partners, the TSA. Uh, But we're also looking at other things such as we'd like to bring valet parking uh, to the airport. That would be very important, for example, to our business travelers to drive right up to the front door. We might combine that with expedited screening through the checkpoint and then maybe even free access to the uh, new first-class lounge that was constructed at the airport. So we're constantly looking at how can we improve the services for both our leisure travelers as well as our business travelers and really differentiate ourselves, particularly from you know the large hub airports uh, that are very, very hectic uh, down in New York or up in Boston. There were a couple of surveys that came out this fall. One from Condé Nast ranked Bradley as the fifth best in the country, and the other 
from J.D. Power ranked you lowest among your peers of medium-sized airports. I guess that goes to show you have to take these things with a grain of salt, huh? Well, we always like when we're ranked high, uh, absolutely. But uh, that's true. We don't put a whole lot of stock into those rankings. Um, J.D. Power is in particular, um, their methodology only uses 300 responses. You know, when you're dealing with a passenger base of over 6 million, 300 people really don't become representative uh, of what's happening at the airport. You know, Condé Nast, uh, fortunately, they use, uh, you know, a larger uh, base, but we really rely on our own surveying. Uh, we, as the Connecticut Airport Authority, are constantly out there interacting with the passengers. Uh, we s- formally survey over 4,000 passengers each year. So we think that's a much more, um, or it's more reflective of what people are really experiencing at the airport. And the survey, you know, indicates there are areas that we have to improve. Um, but for the most part, the survey indicates there's a high level of satisfaction with services at Bradley. But we are looking to do things such as uh, improve all of the restrooms uh, at the airport. You know, people don't give thought to some of that basic inf- basic infrastructure, but we just launched an over $5 million program to replace every restroom uh, on the airport. So we get a lot of feedback through those surveys, and it points us in the direction of things we should be looking at at the airport. Certainly, it's a busy time of year for traveling. What advice do you have for folks who are, are flying for the holidays? Well, the, you know, the holidays naturally are always a very busy time uh, at just about every airport. Uh, in a lot of respects, uh, people are frazzled over the holidays. They've been shopping. They have to get the gifts done. So you know, when they come to the airport, we want to make that trip as pleasant as possible. Uh, we, you know, we give out the standard advice to folks, you know, try to get to the airport a little bit earlier because you may experience a little bit more of a wait time at the security checkpoint. Um, but unlike the large hubs that say, yeah, you know, you have to be there two hours in advance for uh, domestic travel, we tell people 90 minutes. We feel pretty confident about our processing capability uh, at the airport. Now, that's 90 minutes at the front door. That's not 90 minutes leaving from your driveway. We always want to make that clear to folks. Uh, But we do work with all of the airlines. We work with the TSA. We put additional staffing on during the holiday periods because we want to make sure, you know, that travel through the airport is as stress-free as possible. Uh, We have plenty of parking at the airport. Parking at Bradley is never a problem. Um, So people don't have to worry about, am I going to be able to get a parking space? There'll be a parking space for you at Bradley Airport. We also tell people that are traveling uh, during this time of the year, particularly if they don't travel on a regular basis, if you're bringing gifts uh, on your travel, don't wrap them because the TSA may have to open them up to look inside. We hope that doesn't happen, but, you know, sometimes that does occur. So we want to make sure, you know, bring the wrapping paper and and do the wrapping once you get there. Um, But we just introduced a new program uh, at the airport. Uh, it's a new uh, canine program uh, where we have dogs roaming the terminal building. Uh, they're therapy dogs. Uh, they've been particularly um, appreciated by first-time travelers and, and travelers that are a little bit jittery about flying to begin with. So, you know, during this holiday period, our passengers will be able to interact with the canines uh, we see that the children love that program. And, uh, you know, as I walk around the terminal, it's amazing to me how people gravitate to those dogs at the airport. So we're looking to do little things like that to make the travel through Bradley a little bit easier. One thing I've noticed that you've had for quite some time, they aren't necessarily TSA people, but you have greeters out there at the, the start of the TSA checkpoint directing people where to go and providing any assistance that people might need. 
Absolutely. Again, you know, particularly during this time of the year, uh, we have a lot of people that aren't familiar with traveling. Uh, they don't know the protocol as to how you process through. What do you do with your bags? You know, do I have to go to the airline check-in counter? What's necessary at TSA um, security? So we have people up front trying to interact with the passengers to advise them. Certainly our information people are always there um, to give uh, directions about the amenities uh, in the terminal building, but they can also answer those questions if you're not a frequent flyer, you know, what to do and how you can make the travel through the airport a lot easier. Now, for folks who are frequent flyers, what sort of amenities have you added there in terms of pre-check and that lounge, which is especially important for international service? Absolutely. Um, You know, two things that we try to promote at the airport, we have a pre-check enrollment center right in the terminal building. Uh, Pre-check is where you can get expedited screening uh, through the TSA security checkpoint. You have to provide background information up front. Your background is checked. Uh, but it allows you to, you know, go through the, um, uh, the equipment a lot faster. You don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take off jackets. You don't have to remove computers uh, from your baggage. So it helps you to process through the security checkpoint a little bit quicker. Uh, that, the cost of that is $85 to enroll. Uh, it gives you an enrollment period of five years. The other thing that we have at Bradley, though, is called global entry. That will give you not only the TSA pre-check, but if you fly internationally, it'll also give you ex- expedited customs processing. And we encourage people to get the global entry uh, because it's only $15 more. Uh, for $100, you get that same five-year period. And we're convinced all of our constituents at some point are going to take that Aer Lingus flight. So they're going to want that global entry. So we do encourage uh, our frequent flyers to take a look at those programs. But the other service uh, that we recently added um, was a new first-class lounge. That's been a great addition to the airport. And now any passenger utilizing Bradley Airport can utilize that lounge. You don't have to belong to a frequent flyer program or be affiliated with any particular airline. You simply have to be on a flight that day. You show your boarding pass. You can pay a $45 walk-up fee, or uh, if you pre-plan it, you can pay $40. Uh, but they're looking to work with area businesses, for example, to discount that even further. Uh, so, you know, if you're an employee at a business, uh, approach your business to approach Bradley and we can put you in touch uh, with the Escape Lounge. Uh, that's the name of the lounge that's operating there. Uh, but we're also working on other things for our business travelers, our frequent travelers, such as um, valet rental car return. Uh, we would like to work with the rental car companies that, as business travelers, uh, you know, are running late, they can drop their rental car right at the front door of the terminal versus going to a rental car return. So little things like that, we're constantly looking for the opportunities to uh, improve the experience going through Bradley. And you've added a duty-free shop, which is another hallmark of an international airport. Absolutely. Our duty-free shop is located uh, right across from Gate 7. That's the gate that uh, Aer Lingus operates from. Uh, If you're traveling internationally, you don't have to only be on uh, Aer Lingus if you're flying on Air Canada. Uh, For example, uh, to Montreal or Toronto, you can take advantage of that duty-free. And certainly folks flying on Norwegian are eligible to take advantage of it uh, as well. Going back to the construction that's going on at Bradley, what is the timeline for the the work that we we see as you exit Route 20 and enter the airport property? Yeah, we we plan to complete all of that roadway work uh, by the end of calendar year 2018. 
Uh, we are hopeful, uh, though, to start construction on that ground transportation center sometime in the fall of 2018. You know, right now we're finalizing the business arrangement with the rental cars, uh, and once we have that uh, squared away, we'll be able to start actual construction. That project uh, will be a three-year project, so we're hoping to have the, the new ground transportation center fully functioning by 2021. He is Kevin Dillon, Executive Director of the Connecticut Airport Authority. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 